Oh, welcome, 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 welcome to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. Got a fun one today about uh, cats losing hair. We know what we're really talking about. It's Itchy Cats. That's right, Itchy Cat episode coming right at you. Make sure that you've got all the tips and tricks with uh, my buddy and me, Dr. Jeff Tinsley. We'll be hanging out. We're talking about a case. Uh, I think that you will like Dr. Tinsley if you don't know him. He is a young dermatologist on the rise and uh, I think he's uh, I think you're going to be hearing a lot from him in the coming years I'm a big fan without further ado let's just get into this episode this is your show we're glad you're here we want to help you in your veterinary career welcome to the cone of shame with Dr. Andy Rourke Hey, welcome, welcome, Dr. Jeff Tinsley. Thanks for being here. Hi there. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so you are a resident at the Animal Dermatology Clinic in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and you are the, what? What I really want to talk to you about, which I will refrain from, is you're also a CrossFit coach. Is that true? Yeah, I, I do that a little bit on the side, about once or twice a week. Oh man, I um, I just, I just, uh, I always try to get a work in on on my lunch break. It's just the mental health sort of routine for me yeah. is to slip out and get a workout in. And uh, COVID has kind of screwed up my regular routine, so I'm crossfitting uh, <laughs> at my run home and do it, do quick workout at my house. But um, I um. I love that you do that. I think I think it's fantastic. I um, I promise I'm gonna stop talking about CrossFit right now because that's the <laughs> joke. Is that how do you know people who do CrossFit? The, oh, they'll tell they, you. They won't, they won't stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I um, I just say this real fast because I, I always look for people who will understand when I say this. The greatest thing I've gotten from CrossFit is dealing with despair because um, <laughs> there's nothing else in my life where I just feel the deep despair that I do when I'm like five minutes into a 20 minute workout. And I'm like, I'm never going to make it. I'm never oh yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you just keep going and the minutes pass and then you come out the other side and everything is fine. And I think that's the greatest life lesson of CrossFit is I just, I feel deep despair every day. And then, and then I make it and yeah. people are like, wow, that sounds like something I want to be a part of. Uh, same hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Okay. 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 No, I promise. I, I'm sorry about that. I just had to. I had to talk a little CrossFit. Okay. I'm past it. Here we go. I have got. Um, it's summertime in the South, and um, I am seeing obviously a lot of itchy pets, and I think we tend to see a lot of itchy dogs. But itchy cats come in too. Um, I've got a weird one, in that I've got a three-year-old female spayed calico named Annabelle. And uh, she's in here, and she has pulled the hair off of her neck. Uh, like, like she's got scabs around her neck, and she's got, like, a bare belly. And the owners say she's not itching. They're like, nope, she's not. And I'm like, clearly she's over-grooming. And they're like, nope, she's around all the time. She's not over-grooming. All right, yep. you know, this is a... How, what, what, tell me what's going on, Jeff. How do you treat that? Yeah, so the first thing that pops in my mind is that this is prob- probably is itching. And so that has to be a perception deal that you have to discuss with your clients. And 
you have to explain to them that sometimes cats, actually frequently, I feel like my feline patients will, they go hide when they're grooming. Yeah. And so you can actually, a, a little trick sometimes, kitties when they are over grooming, almost like mowing the hair off of their bellies or other parts of their bodies, sometimes they will break their whiskers. Okay. Uh, but they like to, to not groom around their owners. They like to go into a closet, under the bed, do their own thing in private. So it's a perception thing. You have to encourage your owners to understand that they, they probably are over grooming. If a cat's grooming normally, it's not going to have alopecia and hair loss. Right. Gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. So, so, uh, so most likely, uh, most likely this cat, that's that, I mean, that, obviously that's, that's what we think is they say, Oh, he's not itching. He's not grooming. And you're looking at the cat going, uh, yeah, I, yeah. somewhere this is happening. All right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It, I, it doesn't, it, to me, this just screams itching over grooming. Uh, where do I go from here? Diagnostically got scabs on the neck. I've got the bald belly. Um, you know, yeah. What, what am I, um, I'm going to talk to the owner. So I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty, pretty sure this is self trauma. Uh, where do I go from here diagnostically? Yeah. So your first couple of differentials, probably thinking this is an allergic cat. So my top three would be flea allergies versus food allergies versus environmental allergies. If you roll the dice almost every time something in the high eighties, atopic dermatitis is is very high on my list. It's a diagnosis of exclusion though, so we have to rule out the easy things and the things that make sense. Based on age, it fits for an atopic cat, so I'll ask a few follow-up questions to try to, to wiggle out what makes the most sense and what else we can, we can check off for this cat. Okay, so three years old, this is the first time that they're seeing this kind of behavior. That, uh, that's not, um, th that's kind of what, you're, what you often see with, with atopic dermatitis in cats? Yes. Okay. So, so I would say six months to four years. Oh, six months to four years. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so if I see a one-year-old cat uh, that's that's you know uh, itching for the first time, something like that, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not. You know, obviously, I'm looking for food allergies, things like that. But that doesn't that doesn't exclude atopic dermatitis, anything like that. Correct. I guess what I'm trying to say is, mm -hmm. age of cat doesn't give me a whole lot. Do you agree? Uh, correct. Okay. Uh, I think there's a target age for my atopic cats that makes them highly suspicious, but we got to rule out the other things before we get to atopy. Okay. All right, cool. Let's, let's walk through the, pro through the process. So I would ask these owners, you know, if it's the very first time, you know, one hallmark of atopic dermatitis is seasonality. So if it's summer, that's suspicious, but we don't know yet. Okay. So I'm, I want to know what flea control is this cat on? Gotcha. Uh, so if I, they, I'd like to rule out the parasites. So I usually reach for something like Brevecto, Revolution Plus. So something with an isoxazoline in it. Okay. Because if this cat happens to have a scabies infection or fleas, something like that, we can, we want to rule out and, you know, quote unquote, cure the things that we can cure. Yep. So even if we don't find any parasites on them, skin scrapes are great, but they're 50-50, even in a specialist's hands, about whether or not we can find those mites because such a small infection of scabies or fleas um, are on the cat, or for the ones that are hypersensitive, you may never see this mite, but it may respond well to treatment. 
Right. Okay, cool. So are you still doing, um, I know this is, this is heresy, but let me just ask you. So, so <laughs> when you, so as a GP, when I see this cat coming in bald belly, I mean, am I, am I even going through the process of scraping this cat the first time I see it? Or are you going straight to an isoxazoline, something like that? I would scrape it, uh, because if I can find a scabies on this cat, that completely changes what I think is going to go on for long-term treatment and my recommendation. Gotcha. Okay, cool. The long-term treatment part, that, that, that's a good case. Okay. That makes sense to me. Perfect. So, um, okay. So it's still the first, the, the first, the first visit here. I'm going to talk to him about flea control. Um, am I going to, do I mention, uh, food at this point? Do you wait and see what response you get to treatment? If you scrape, you get a negative scrape. Like how, how do you weave that into the first visit of seeing this cat? Yeah. So absolutely. I would mention food on the first visit. If it's the first time, we don't know if it's going to be itchy again next summer or not, or be seasonal. I think it's a great time to talk about food. So okay. I would put it on an isoxazoline if you have one at hand. You can do, you know, figure out whatever uh, parasite control you like. Let's rule out fleas, rule out mites. And then I give them a little conversation about food. So food typically presents as a non-seasonal itch in these kitties. Mm -hmm. Because in theory, you're feeding them the... It's essentially the main protein that's making them itchy all the time. So they're getting constantly exposed. Right. So I'm going to, if they're up for it and they're into the conversation, I'm going to tell them, I would like to put your cat on a prescription diet. You could do home cooked, but I think the commercial diets are easier. It does need to be something prescription, looking for the main protein switch if we're going to go novel protein mm -hmm. versus a hydrolyzed protein. Both are really great options. If you have a rescue, I think I lean more towards hydrolyze if I don't know the history of its food. Uh, but novel protein diets are great. So, Wait, un unpack that for me. Why, why do you say that? Uh, there's a rescue. You don't know the history of its food, so you're leaning towards hydrolyze over novel protein. W why is that? Uh, so that's because when I'm putting um, a cat on a novel protein diet, I like to know everything that they've eaten in the past. So I ask my owners before they get in the door to, to bring a list of their past diets and foods so I can give them a true novel protein. I can look through the ingredients and try them on something completely new. So okay. I, reach, I reach for a lot of rabbit, alligator, uh, kangaroo, you name it. <laughs> yeah, yeah got, okay, good. No, no, that totally makes sense. That, that makes sense. Alligator, that's a new one to me. I, I didn't know there was an alligator diet. Yeah, Rain Nutrition makes a good alligator one. Uh, I, I usually stick with Rain, Purina, uh, Hills, Royal Cannon. Yeah, all all of them t test their food products. They, they have d similar protocols. They test that raw food for different proteins for cross contamination. Mm -hmm. They test some of them will test the the food line. Some of them have completely separate lines for those foods. They test the the end product kibble and it's extremely important to me that they, they do that because I want to make sure that there's no cross-contamination. Gotcha. Our, the over-the-counter foods, they don't have the same disclaimers. Like people food will say, this may contain peanuts, this may contain right. you know, eggs or whatever, and that's not a requirement for over-the-counter foods. So it does need to be either home-cooked or one of those commercial prescription diets. Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right, sweet. So, uh, so we talked about uh, flea control. We've talked about food. It means it late to see a food allergy emerging in a three-year-old cat. I guess if, if let's just say 
if they change the diet, then obviously that that could definitely be something that we say we yeah they we put them on something that that's that's a new uh, sort of a, a new stimulus uh, for them. Sure. But um, but in a cat that's not changing diet, three years old seems pretty late. Don't you agree? Uh, I think you can see it at any age. Really? Yeah. So. My, my target age, again, Adipe is always in the back of my head, and I'm just checking off boxes to get there because that's the most common. So if I'm trying to rule out food, the target age, again, is maybe six months to four years. Sometimes some people will say up to six years for my classic Adipe patients, dog and cat. So if you're outside of that range and you're non-seasonal, I'm going to start with a food trial because that's easier. Again, food is one of those things I can almost cure and I tell my, my owners, it's like, this is a diagnostic test for eight to 12 weeks. If you can be strict on this, I can, and, and your patient happens to be, so their pet happens to be food allergic. I can almost cure you just by switching your food. And that'd be amazing. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. That, um, so that makes sense. So let's walk through the, let's walk through the last part. So, so diagnosis of exclusion, yeah. we've, uh, if we say, let's say we put this guy on, on a, on a good fleet preventative that we like, we trust, we've uh, done a food trial. We're still getting uh, a bald belly. We're still getting some over grooming and things like that. Yeah. Where to wh- talk, talk me through the next part the environmental allergens uh, and how I'm going to work that up. So the first thing that you should always do, and this is going to be ideally every time they come in, if he has lesions, we should do a skin cytology and see if he's infected. Right. Uh, so, and I mean that not, not just because, I mean, you can throw antibiotics at them and just see what happens, but I really like to actually do your impression smear and note in your record, do I see bacteria? How much is it? 10 to 15 cocci per high power field. I saw some neutrophils, uh, because if it's not infected, I don't need antibiotics and I can focus on Mm -hmm. my anti, I can focus on my anti itch therapies. If it is infected on day one, I'll get my baseline. And then I can track infections. So if they come back to me in six weeks and they say the cat's worse, I'm going to cytology wherever I cytology the first time on the skin. And if my bacteria is gone, I can say, okay, so your allergies are getting worse. You're, you're feeling worse, but it's not because of antibiotic therapy not working. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, What do you do? do do? So, so, uh, so just, just, I want to check myself. Um, so, impre- uh, so we're doing impression cytology. Are you still are you still doing tape cytology uh, with this as well? I mean, are you doing the, the whole battery of the microscope slide, the tape, the everything, or uh, just real quick? Yeah. What do, What do you consider to be uh, um, the best way to to do cytology in a busy clinic? So, I like to literally just take the microscopic slide and do my impression spear, smear. I'll scrape up against the lesion and at like a forty five degree angle you know, get under crusts and then rub the slide flatly across the skin yep. and then just stain that. I think that's easy. If you yeah. like tape prep, I wasn't trained very much on tape prep, but I statistically the results are the same. Oh, okay, so cool. It does, you don't need both, but you need one. Right. Okay. How is trained with, uh, with tape prep and just, um, you know, like we do them both. And as I've sort of gone on in practice, I, I've always kind of wondered, do I need to be doing both of these? Cause I, <laughs> see, I <laughs> see the same, I see the same thing on both of them. Okay, cool. That makes sense. So from there, we're, we got to get this cat some kind of relief. Okay. So steroids are going to be your number one go-to. I usually start with two mix per kg per day of prednisolone. 
you can also do a different type of steroid. So if it's been mm-hmm. on steroids before, you can switch it up. You can try uh, dexamethasone. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with doing depo, but I reserve it for those fractious cats where we're not getting anywhere near its mouth with yeah. medications. Uh, and my goal is to wean it down to the lowest po- lowest effective dose that's not going to cause it side effects. Gotcha. So I, I prefer being able to use the oral because it's easier to wean them down to, you know, if if we need to get them on, I've got some patients managed on a little half a tablet of prednisolone twice a week or something like that. Yeah. Um, but my goal is to get it as low as possible. And that's hard to tell with like a depo. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you can't you can't take it back. And once it's in there, it's in there for for a long time um, right. with uh, what is your so, so the the itching cat comes in. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's all wound up. You know what I mean? This is clearly, uh, uh, an itchy, itchy cat. Uh, what are you thinking as far as your, your length of time to taper your steroid down? I've, I've always wondered, yeah. like, do I do it long enough? Am I doing it too long? I want to get them off as quickly as I can, but I also don't want to leave them hanging if it, you know, by pushing it too yeah. fast. What, yeah. What do you, what are your thoughts on, on a, on a tapering steroid dose sort of length of time? So it's going to depend on the lesions of that cat and their comfort level. So I will say I have no problem putting a cat on a steroid for, I usually start with about a month and then okay. I'll, re, I'll recheck them and see where they are. So it's fine to do that, that tapering down and then they can check in with you. Uh, and if my infection is gone and we're just looking at lesions, if it's comfortable, grooming less, we're at a good place, I will try to take them off of it if they mm. have no lesions for me to do a cytology on. But really what's going to come, what it all comes down to is, am I just trying to get them out of the season? So steroids are just a Band-Aid. Right. So either we're going to continue these steroids and get them, try to get them out of their season, or we're going to have to try something else. So I think Atopica is a great choice to try to get patients off of a steroid. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's sort of like the lost drug, but people don't realize that the word it, Atopic is in Atopica, and that's why it was named that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a really great choice. It's safer, but it takes about a month to kick in. Mm -hmm. So I will use that as a steroid sparing drug to try to get them uh, off of the steroid. And I usually start them at the same time, wean down the steroid. And long-term, Atopica for me is typically a chronic drug. So Mm -hmm. that's really, I think, the main go-to that's that cats seem to tolerate pretty well. Uh, I always watch out for some GI issues with it, but most of the time those go away and, and cats are maintained well on Atopica and I can wean them to every other day sometimes after a few months. Yeah. Are you using sort of uh, any sort of topicals in cats? I mean, obviously I know we know that yes. they're grooming a lot. Okay. Talk to me about that real quick. Yeah. I love that. I think people forget all the time that people can do topicals on their cats I have a couple patients who are, or a couple owners who are bathing their cats. Mm-hmm. So you can bathe them just like dogs if the cat will tolerate it. If you have a more chill cat, it's not for every cat. Uh, mooses are great. Dukeso moose is awesome. Wipes yep. are great for focal areas. So those are all great options. And I think the more topicals you can do, the less oral medications you have to do. Yeah. The leave-in mooses are, I, I think they're a godsend. I, I've yeah. really, I really like that. And, uh, and pet owners tend to tend to be pretty compliant with it. They they get it. So yeah, that, I was just yeah. I was curious how that plays in. All right, cool. Last thing, um, just f- 
for the client questions that are going to come, any sort of nutritional supplements that go with this. Um, let's say that we've ruled out food. We've got allergic, yep. uh, you know, um, uh, just environmental allergies, anything yep. like that, 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 that you like, or that you steer people away from that you get a lot of questions about. There's not a lot of adjunctive supplementals that have an, enough research that I, you know, jump onto that are going to help these atopic kitties. I think the derm diets from all the prescription derm diets are great to try and uh, have higher amounts of omega fatty acids and and uh, ceramides and things that can be helpful. Uh, one thing that I would be remiss if I didn't mention is you know long term therapy for these cats. On, honestly, if we can get them uh, potentially referred and start them on immunotherapy, mm-hmm. that would that is the safest and best way to treat them. So I'll, I'll just mention real quick. So I didn't learn much about this in school, but uh, we actually, it's usually done at a referral center where we skin test these cats or we can blood test them for environmental allergies. I test my patients for trees, weeds, molds, grasses, human dander, dust mites, indoor mm-hmm. and outdoor things. And we start them on a, an aqueous, so a water-based solution of just those pollens and, the, and indoor and outdoor things and give them tiny amounts. So their own personalized vaccine uh, over time to help their immune system be less reactive to mm-hmm. environmental allergens. And that's really the, the gold standard way to treat them. You know, every cat doesn't have to be on immunotherapy and they can be managed, I think, really exceedingly well. So, you know, at the general practice level, but I think for those patients that are just out of control and, Mm -hmm. you know, you find that they are on steroids constantly, we can't get them off those chronic steroids. We, we really should be uh, sending them to get the, the allergy testing done. Yeah. Well, the three-year-old cat, it seems like if this is environmental allergies, we've got a long way to go. Uh, Yeah. Probably a good investment. All right, cool. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for being here. Any last pearls, words of wisdom, advice, uh, words of caution? Um, yeah, a couple of things that you may not think about. You know, I, I know appointment times sometimes when I was in general practice, we didn't have much time. So you can't always go into a deep spiel. I mean, I had, I've, I've got 90 minute initial appointments and 45 minute rechecks. So you can reschedule these appointments for a derm specific visit with you and give them just the basics. You can have some allergy handouts ready. I use one off of that partner that I really liked. You can make your your own little discharges and, you know, set them up for success. Remind them that allergies are forever. They're not curable. I expect them to flare again. If you don't recheck with me, I, I expect this to come back and we're going to constantly be treating this until we get them on a, a multimodal plan just for their cat. So mm-hmm. it's going to come back. It's going to flare. So just keep that in mind. But, but we are here to figure out what's going to keep your cat comfortable long term. All right. Awesome. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's what I got for you today. Guys, uh, if this episode is helpful, please share it with your friends. That's how people find out. And then the other way they find out is if you leave an honest review on iTunes. That is a big deal. It really does help us. It helps us get found. It, uh, it's personal validation for me. That's how I've decided to measure my self-worth is the number of uh, of reviews that I get on iTunes on this podcast. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of on you if I feel bad about myself and I just, just want you to, 
to know that that's the case. <laughs> that's not true. Anyway, I love reviews if you want to give them. If there's something you want to hear about, just shoot me an email. The email address is podcast at drandyrourke.com. That's podcast at drandyrourke.com. And I'll do my best to get you some good stuff. So anyway, guys, just um, seriously, be well. Take care of yourselves. Know that you're doing great in a hard time that people will look back on and, and throughout history and go, wow, that was a crazy year. And you're making it, and you should be proud of that. So keep your chin up. Keep smiling. Enjoy the work that we do because it's important work. Be well. Talk to you later. Bye.